That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Old Trafford will be the venue this weekend as Manchester United and Liverpool meet for the second time this season. Meanwhile, Tottenham and Arsenal face relegation battling sides in Burnley and Southampton. And Chelsea and Manchester City will compete for the Carabao Cup on Sunday at 11.30. I'm Alex. Here with Javier, we're going to hear from uh, myself and Andrew a little bit later for uh, Andrew's thoughts on the upcoming uh, Derby on Sunday. But Javier, welcome back. Been about a week since uh, you and Andrew and I all recorded. Nice little FA yeah, Cup break. It's been a while. It's good. Uh, it's good to be back. We had, uh, we had some. We've had some some interesting Champions League results in between. Pretty good. Pretty fun week. I, I like that. There's been like footy almost every day. You know, just it's we're back to that. It, it, it felt like. Whenever there's like FA Cup over the weekend, this is, it feels like almost like a, an international break. But then once you get the Champions League back, it's just it's, feels good. Feels good. Yeah, I feel like they could have had some Premier League games last weekend. When yeah, they really could have. Like, what was our there were like doing? eight FA Cup I mean, games going? We could have played. Like, there was a bunch of teams that could have played, like that weren't playing over the weekend. But I don't know. Get, get your scheduling act together, Premier League. Come on. Yeah, Arsenal and Chelsea have both suffered uh, pretty embarrassing defeats since the last time we spoke. Uh, Arsenal losing in the first leg of their Europa League uh, knockout round with uh, Bate yeah, Borisov. That, that was that was very embarrassing. I mean, you still have the home leg, which uh, should go your way. We beat them like three one at home when we played them in the group stage of the Europa League. So uh, yeah, I mean when we okay. play in, when we play on not a um, you know a potato patch field. <laughs> Yeah, that's tiny and uh, that has holes made made to advantage the opponent. I think we'll be okay. You know, I think when we the vast pitch of the Emirates and we'll, they'll they'll be tired in like thirty minutes yeah, the, chasing uh, chasing our passes. That pitch so. of the Emirates is going to feel uh, probably five times the size for Alexander Club since the last time he played there. <laughs> so uh, he'll be, he'll be he'll be gassed by the thirtieth minute playing on that giant pitch. Um, but the uh, the second loss was Chelsea's loss to Manchester United uh, on on Monday night in the FA Cup. So, uh, Chelsea's second home defeat in all competitions this season after they lost to Leicester in the league and the. F- I can't remember honestly the last time we lost at home in an FA Cup game or any cup game. So uh, that's a really good result for United and uh, frankly an embarrassing one for Chelsea. But we'll get to Chelsea a little bit later as we uh, wrap things up with our Carabao Cup final uh, mini preview. But let's get started with our predictions and previews for the week. Uh, with Friday, there's two games on Friday. Little little different, but a lot of these teams have had uh, plenty of rest over the last two weeks from not being in the FA Cup. So uh, we'll get started with Cardiff City hosting Watford Friday at 2.45 p.m. Uh, Andrew's got a 1-0 win for uh, Watford. I've got a 2-1 win for Cardiff. And Javier, what do you have? Yeah, I uh, I got a little bit more. Oh, you have faith in Cardiff, too. I was going to say then more faith than Andrew, but I thought both of you guys were going with the Watford win. Um, but yeah, it seems like you you buy into my Cardiff hype as well, which is... Cardiff at home. I think, I don't know, I think they're going to battle it out to the end. I don't know if they're going to make it. In my heart of hearts, I, I feel like they're not. But I think they're going to end the season with like 35 points and maybe it might even come down to goal difference. Like 
But I think they're going to push the other teams, and it's it's just been their home form, and I think it's going to continue. So, um, I could see them getting a win, but but I'm going to say one one. Do you ever Watford have been pretty good against the the relegation yeah, they have. this year? But do you ever uh, do you ever find yourself like flipping on I guess like a prediction or like a hope you had for a team where like. Earlier this season, I was saying I think Cardiff are terrible. They might be one of the worst like teams in the Premier League era, like talent wise, and that they would definitely be relegated. And they've played so well and shown so much like grit and determination in some of these wins they pulled out that like now I can't really, I, I can't really bet against them anymore. Like I, I enjoy watching them like like tough out these wins and these draws every week against opponents who look at them as just you know another three points in the bag. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Watford, in a uh, in a mid-table sort of malaise themselves, nothing really much to play for for the rest of the season, if they uh, slip up going to Cardiff. So uh, let's move on to the second of the Friday games. West Ham hosting Fulham, also at 2.45 p.m. Andrew's got a 2-0 win for West Ham. Uh, I've got a 3-1 win for West Ham. And uh, Javier, you've got a 2-1 win. Uh, this is us. This is all of us just agreeing Fulham. It's over. I think I think we're all agreeing Fulham's going yeah, down. Right? I think we agreed on that a couple just, weeks ago after the uh, the Crystal Palace loss they had like right after uh, beating Brighton. Yeah. It was, that was not a good prediction for me. Uh, yeah. Them as top a sleeper 10. pick. That's <laughs> right. All my other Fulham predictions could get have been top 10 good, with this money Yang, top scorer. Man City probably winning the league. All the Champions League ones are going well, too. Right. So uh, let's move on to the first of the Saturday eight games. Uh, Tottenham will travel down to Burnley or up to Burnley at Saturday. Uh, 12.30 kickoff in England, but 7.30 a.m. here. Andrew's got a 3-1 uh, Tottenham win. I've got 2-1 Tottenham. And Javier, how do you see this one going? I think in the past, uh, teams have, like Burnley's given a lot of top teams uh, trouble except for Tottenham. At Turf Moor, right. I think Tottenham, Tottenham usually are one of the f- usually pretty easily dispatch them. Yeah, I think Tottenham is just one of the teams that like Burnley. They're like Burnley's bogey team, and um, yeah, I think it's even though Burnley have been doing absolutely, you know, much better lately. And you were definitely right on that uh, earlier in this season, thinking that they were going to turn it around, which they definitely have. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to really be in a relegation battle. They might be. They're, they're still they're you know, still within like, within uh, shouting distance of it. There may be yeah, four or they, five points off they've definitely turned it around the, to the point that you're not thinking these guys are definitely going down anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were in the relegation which, zone which they for were a few in that weeks form there. for half the season. But uh, yeah, I, I have Tottenham winning two nil. I don't uh, I don't foresee much trouble here, and I think they're they're getting some of their players back soon. I think Kane is going to be back soon. Yeah, Harry Kane um, came back to like a week or two. He came back to training. Ali's back two soon. weeks early. And once it, once this team is healthy, uh, I mean, we know how scary they could be. They were blowing teams out four or five nil before those injuries. So I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried. I know Arsenal aren't finishing above them again this season, so I'm a little bit worried about that too. Well, you shouldn't be worried about that at all because that's a foregone conclusion. So <laughs> don't let that worry you at all. Um, are, are you worried about Tottenham actually challenging for the title? They've since we last recorded, they yes, won three. That's what I'm saying. I'm worried about them Dortmund, a little bit right now. Champions League. Uh, so their schedule, yeah, them beating Dortmund three 0 Also, their schedule, like once you win the first tie three 0 it kind of lets you maybe take a little bit easier in the second leg and focus on the league a bit more. And I don't know. I think it's it's also going to give them even more momentum than they already had, which is like they're on this big winning streak. I'm uh, yeah, I'm a little bit scared that they could do something this year. That they could they could actually accomplish something. 
with this team. They still have uh, plenty of chance to uh, affect the league's, uh, the top of the league standings. They have games coming up next week at Chelsea. Uh, I think I think they still go to City and they go to Liverpool. So still plenty of chance. And they have the Arsenal game coming up also, right? They're hosting you guys. Yeah, that's on the 2nd of March. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, so haven't heard the last of uh, Tottenham yet. Let's move on to the 10 a.m. games. Only a couple this week. Bournemouth will host Wolves Saturday at 10 a.m. Andrew's got a high-scoring 3-2 win for Bournemouth. I've got a 2-2 draw. And uh, Javier, what do you have? Yeah, I got 1-1. Uh, I think this will be a fun one, but I think it'll be cagier than, than what you guys have. You guys have you know 3-2 and 2-2, but... I think these teams are maybe shying away more from from that identity of scoring a bunch of goals. I mean, Wolves they, they have been scoring a lot of goals at home, but I think come on, man, they just the they just beat Everton three one away like last week or two weeks ago. I have the same result. Like I just have them. I I really enjoy Wolves in these. You just you just think that they're they're just now another echelon above all those other like. Well, no, I I just like I just enjoy how teams. seriously they take the games against the teams like all around them in the table. Like they see it as yeah. Definitely, as like definitely. their chance they always to have prove a, themselves. But it's always the same game plan. Yeah. And I don't know. Not many people have been able to execute it really, really, really stop well. Stop it. Yeah. You, but yeah, I've won one. Um, you know, that's respect to Bournemouth and them being able to play well at home like they've shown. Um, 4 0. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what was, what was that? It was a call. Oh, sorry. It, was, it was all four nothing. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All right, Alex. That was. I have to nice. troll myself like, like Eminem at the end of Eight Mile. <laughs> Get all the slants in before anyone else can. All right, um, let's move on to the second of the two 10 a.m. games on Saturday. Newcastle will host Huddersfield. Uh, this is my nil nil of the week. I know Newcastle are good at home against other bad teams, but I think I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing Huddersfield just as a point of pride will. We'll try a really solid defensive effort to, to get yeah, a point. I agree with you that this is going to be a close one. I think this is going to be the game that Huddersfield think. I mean, if there's any hope left in any of the players or management, they're going to think. There isn't. There probably isn't. But I'm saying if there is, they're going to be like, okay, this 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 is the game that we need to do it. All right, guys, we're going to go into this game and we're going to try and beat Newcastle and get some momentum going. So that's why I think they're going to play them close. Uh, I got a 1-0 Win for Newcastle because I think that they've shown at home that they're they're a strong force to reckon with for sure. Uh, so. Andrew's got two nil Newcastle agreeing with you. So uh, Saturday, the last game of the day will be Leicester City hosting Crystal Palace. Kind of a tasty one. I'm, I'm not mad about this being the twelve thirty one, but we were saying before we got on to record that it would have been better if this uh, Arsenal Southampton game on sa- uh, Sunday morning was moved to Saturday so that more people could see it. But anyway. Uh, Andrew's got a 2-1 win for uh, Leicester City. I've got a 1-0 surprise win for Crystal Palace and uh, Javier. i kind of gone back and forth. We all have something different here. Andrew's got the Leicester win. You've got a Crystal Palace win. I'm going to take the draw. I'm going to go in between you guys and take the result in between. I'm going to say 1-1. Uh, I don't think there's that much in between these two teams. I think Palace are probably just a little bit better defensively and Leicester are a little bit better offensively so I kind of think they're going to cancel each other out and I think that Palace if they can find I mean it seems like they're trying to solve their striker problem but they they they, they went out and got uh Bashuai on loan for for half the season they solved but it if they can find some goals you know they they definitely would be around you know Wolves Everton all those other teams they wouldn't be anywhere close to the bottom of the table um, they're pretty close they to Leicester to I think goals. actually 
Let me double check that. Are they? But okay. I'm pretty so sure like maybe, Leicester have maybe, been sucked back into the. Uh, I mean, they've had they've had good results recently, right? Leicester have, or sorry, uh, yeah. Well, the both of them, Palace and Leicester, they've kind of been Jackal and Hyde. They've Leicester have not been, been on a good run say, recently. Palace have been on a better say, run. Palace have been pretty decent. Yeah, and they've been they've progressed through to the quarterfinal round of the FA Cup uh, with a two 0 win against Doncaster last weekend. Uh, they've you know they're they're one of the dark horse teams along with Watford and. Who else? Wolves, I guess, to win the FA Cup. So, oh, Wolves winning the FA Cup would be great. Wolves, that would be that would be very interesting. We uh, that could be the sing the signal to the rest of the league that uh, Wolves are here to be reckoned with at the top of the the, of the table. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, that would be awesome for them. So we can move on now to uh, Sunday. 9.05 a.m. Sunday morning, Arsenal will host Southampton. Andrew's got a 2-1 win for Arsenal. I've got a 3-1 win. And Javier, you have Arsenal getting finally getting a clean sheet. When was the last time you guys got a clean sheet? What do you mean, finally? We got a clean sheet against you guys like a few weeks ago. Yeah, but everyone gets clean sheets against us now. You know, City, <laughs> like United, every, everyone. Even that long ago, we got a clean Bournemouth sheet. Bournemouth got a clean sheet against it. us. It's not... It's not. It's... Like, I literally... I, I remember our clean sheets because we've had so few this season. And I, I, we hadn't gotten one in like two or three months before that Chelsea. Uh, you league. do realize we haven't scored in an away game in the Premier League uh, this calendar year. <laughs> We've scored two goals. For Arsenal last We've year. Scored Arsenal scored two didn't goals. win an away game till April of last year. Do you remember that? Oh my god. We went four months uh, without winning an away game last year. Like for like for don't like put a calendar that evil year. on me, Javier. So you've got a couple more months of this a horrible away form before. Look, Iguain, like it's gonna be like maybe early April or maybe like mid April, and Iguain's just gonna start banging in goals. You're gonna be like, what? Like, but we play. Uh, it's too late. Like we're ten points out of top four. Like what? We play. And we play. Like, we play Liverpool uh, on my birthday in mid April at Anfield. Maybe that will be when we break the break the duck. We score. Iguain hat trick. Iguain hat trick at Anfield <laughs> confirmed. Jordan How Henderson slipping on the midfield line to allow Higuain to. To, to, to huff his way in on goal and uh, and bundle the shot past Allison, uh, but I digress. We are going to the Arsenal Southampton game. Any lingering thoughts of a slip up here? They did beat you uh, at St Mary's earlier in the season. Uh, they are still Look, in a relegation I'm, I'm battle. I'm of the opinion, and I'm not. I'm not like I'm not 100 sure that this is correct, but I think that Emery's the type of manager that maybe the first time he plays someone, he's not 100 percent prepared for it. But I think. He usually has a better game plan playing a team a second time. I think you saw it against Chelsea, you saw it against Manchester City, you saw it against Tottenham. Um, I think once you once he plays the team, you know, a second time, it feels like he has a, a better grasp of it. And I don't know. That's why, that's why I also think we can, we're going to be able to beat United at the Emirates. You know, even though they beat us in the FA Cup, I think he'll have a game plan, and I think he'll have a game plan for this game for Southampton. And I think you know Hasenhadl caught us off guard the first time, and you know they had that new manager bump, and it 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 pushed them to to get that win. But I don't think they'll be able to do it this time. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be a different game. And I don't think Southampton have that desperation anymore that they had in that. Well, game. Well, they're now down you know. back in the in the relegation zone. Oh, you're right. You're right. Actually, no, you're right. They might be home. back to that desperate. They're mood. definitely right. desperate. I just looked at the table. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past Southampton, but more so. Okay, there's I w- always a chance. I wouldn't of a put it past We Arsenal. just beat Huddersfield two one at home. You know, we just only beat. No, that was away. That was away. You no, beat Cardiff two one at home, and that was like a struggle. Yeah, at home we've been really, really good this year. So I don't know. You I don't, struggled I don't in that Cardiff game at home when you won two one. But 
I don't see us. They had that. They had the solo boost. I, okay, so all I remember the thing I remember most from the Southampton Arsenal away game uh, at St Mary's this season was that Southampton just killed you guys with like well timed balls into the box from the counter attack where what's his name Charlie Austin or like Shane Long or someone would just be able to link up on like a quick counter attack in behind like wide areas. And you guys weren't really, weren't really able to like track their their midfield runners like on the counter attack uh, back from that. So Emery's gonna have to think up something because if you guys have the majority of the ball, those chances are still gonna be there. Which like I expect you guys to dominate possession, and yeah, I don't think I much think, will change. Think, you got they Southampton just need to perform and execute the same way they did at home, which is like, it's a big ask. I don't expect it to happen because as, as I mentioned earlier, I've got I've got three one Arsenal, uh, but you know it's. I think the chances that like were available to Southampton in the home game are may still be available uh, at the Emirates. It just depends on them whether they're going to have the quality to take them or not. Um, did you did you give your uh, prediction two 0 right? Yeah, I said two 0 but I was going to say I think that for this game Lacazette is going to be fresh and because he he was suspended for the Europa League Thursday night, so I think it's going to be a big game for him and. You know, he's been good at home recently, and I think it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be difficult. I don't think it's going to be a difficult one. Um, I think that after we should get a pretty comfortable win at home against uh, Bate in the Europa League on Thursday, tomorrow, and hopefully, you know, that pushes the players to, to then get another good result. Because we need to start building momentum going to that Spurs game on the 2nd of March. So I want wins. I don't. I don't need any slip-ups right now. If we start getting slip-ups, I'm, I'm going to start questioning Emery. I'm going to start, you know... Right now, I'm still keeping faith, but... I mean... we got so we got an easy run of games right now. Right, we need to should. get the wins right now. Because, I mean, while you have a home game against a bottom three side uh, this weekend, Manchester United will host Liverpool. Great segue, right? I'm getting the hang of this hosting thing. Uh, <laughs> before Javier and I uh, jump in... A-minus. A-minus. <laughs> I'll take an A-minus. I'll take an A-minus. Uh, before Javier and I jump into this, uh, we're going to jump to uh, the little segment that Andrew and I recorded yesterday after Liverpool's nil-nil result with Bayern Munich. So let's uh, jump over to there. And since it's Manchester United-Liverpool Derby week, we couldn't have a podcast without our very own Liverpool fan, Andrew Pissarro. Andrew, how you doing, man? Good to be back. Good to be back. How are we doing, Alex? Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, you never left. We haven't recorded an episode since uh, <laughs> since the last one that you were on. So what? That's fair. <laughs> but I just meant like you know, in terms of being on the podcast, it's always good to be back. Um, so how are we thinking this Liverpool Man United derby is going to uh, play out this weekend? Uh, you, first of all. Try and uh, put put your radio spin on the uh, the Bayern nil nil results today. Oh, uh, from oh I, today. I, I've been spinning all day. I've been spinning and, uh, all day. Alex. Mix it into that Manchester United preview. Work Absolutely, I got you. I got you. This is what I do. I play. I, this is what I do. I play the radio magic game all day long. Follow me on Twitter on Instagram at Andrew Pissarro, at Goscopod at ASMOS ninety two at Javier Rev nine. Um, look, zero zero draw. Am I am I happy about it? No, but at the same time. We started a defensive midfielder in our back line and didn't concede a goal, didn't concede a shot on target. Um, I I think it's fair to say we were the better of the two teams in a nil-nil draw, but all we have to go to do is score at Bayern Munich. So if it's a tie draw or if it's a score draw, we go through. Away goals rule. We uh, we are, in, in my mind, still in pole position. You've got Joshua Kimmich now suspended. You've got no Thomas Muller still suspended. Virgil van Dijk comes in, which means Fabinho can slide back into midfield. 
I think there's everything to play in this tie. I'm not worried. I think they played well. They just weren't clinical in the final three. Hats off to Byron. They defended very well today. I thought Matt Hummels probably had his best defensive performance I've seen in a long time. I'm not watching the Bundesliga every week. But look, it's it's Bayern Munich. They've won the Bundesliga like seven straight times, six straight times. This wasn't, as much as I wanted to say that, that we were going to roll them 3-0, and I almost tweeted that that, that out, hand up. It, uh, this was <laughs> never... Go- this was count. always going to be a tough tie for Liverpool. I was very happy with the level of performance I saw from this team. Now... When we talk hold about up, hold up the United, okay, I know I told you to mix it into the United preview, but are you not worried about the uh, away record in Europe so far this season? I am a little worried about that. Liverpool this year lost all three games in European competition. I do feel, however, that we are in a different place than where we were with some of those ties. Um, I also think Bayern is, I mean, Leon Goretzka missed out. Coman picked up what we thought was a knock going into this game and ended up playing. But still, there's no Ribery, no Robin. This Bayern Munich team doesn't scare me as much as it does in years past. And I just think Liverpool were like a half step away. And I'll also spin zone this again. News came out that Roberto Firmino had a virus going into this game. It was reported yesterday. That would be Monday. So I think with a fully healthy Liverpool team and a fully stacked 11 going up against a non-fully a full 11 of Bayern will be okay. And this is what I'm ready to say. The reality is, as much as I want to win a Champions League, Alex, as much as I want the Champions League, it's still all about the Premier League. And that's why I'm ready to declare Manchester United on Sunday is a must-win for Liverpool. If they don't win this game, I'm officially worried. I'm officially worried. Now, a draw, not a bad result. It's a way to Old Trafford. This is a Manchester United team under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, which has been absolutely on fire. Very afraid of Pogba. However, there's some big injuries. No Anthony Martial, huge for us because he turns Trent Alexander-Arnold out inside out and backwards. No Jesse Lingard, who has a great record against Liverpool. Martial Uh, actually may be back. There's rumors that he may be... Don't pulling a Harry Kane and coming back earlier than expected. Don't don't tell me this, Alex. I don't I don't I need we need positive energy on right now. It didn't look like they needed him against us on Monday. <laughs> so But those they, are uh, these are these are two different teams in two different places. That's not me taking yeah, like but, you know, they're at been, home. Only I two have, teams have beaten us at Stanford Bridge all season. That's a really impressive win for them to get. And we were at full strength too. We didn't play great, but you know, that's them and Leicester, the only two teams to beat us at the Briggs this year. Interesting. So, so I, I don't know. I would be I would be afraid with or without Martial going into this game if I were you guys. I think a big factor is that Virgil Van Dyke just got a, a full week of rest going into this game. I think that's going to be huge for us. Um, I'm really not sure what midfield Klopp's going to run with because, frankly, everybody's been in decent form. Jordan Henderson had arguably one of the best performances I've seen from him in a long time today in the Champions League. Naby Keita's getting better every single game. Fabinho's been great all year. Wijnaldum's been great, been fantastic, beyond great. All year, you're going to get the regular front three. I don't think we're going to see a 4-2-3-1. I think Liverpool are going to win a 2-1 game. It's going to be tight. It's going to be nervy. I don't know. I don't know how it happens, but I know United's going to come at us. At times, I actually I don't know that United's going to come at us. I feel like United might try to sit deep and defend us. I really don't know how they're going to push this game. But they did, you know, they did lose to PSG at home a couple weeks ago. And I think if Klopp can try to look at what they did in that game and utilize, you know, find the same spots of weakness that that Manchester United have, 
then we can win this game. We're going to push them. I don't think Klopp is going to go to, to United respecting them the, offensively in the same way that he went to the Etihad uh, against City or when Manchester City came to us. Like I think this is going to be the type of the game where Klopp's pushing it up the field. Old Trafford has been really, uh, in my tenure as a Liverpool fan, has been like the, the ground that always kills us. I think the only time I've seen them win there was the 13-14 title run. And other yeah, than that... It 3-0, right? Yeah, and it, that was the game that, that uh, Steven Gerrard could have had a hat trick of, of penalty kicks that game. Um, I, I just think... Uh, Paul Pogba worries me the most, and then it's Marcus Rashford. But with these injuries, I'm not scared of Alexis Sanchez right now. I don't think Alexis Sanchez is going to put in enough effort to stop a Liverpool team right now. Alexis Sanchez a couple years ago different conversation but Alexis Sanchez right now doesn't really worry me and honestly like I said about Jesse Lingard Lingard to me doesn't have like that that it factor to make him a world-class player but he has that like workhorse mentality where he'll be everywhere on a pitch and put in a master class in a game like this and not having him out there I think is a big factor for us and I think the fact that we'll be able to put out a fully healthy back line Dayan Lovren may miss out but that doesn't really matter a fully healthy back line no, but Trent Alexander-Arnold's back at, at center back. My tip today played very well. You'll have Van Dyke and you'll have Robertson. And then Klopp can do whatever he wants in midfield. We've got the possibilities, and we'll have the healthy players coming off the bench to change the game in a similar way that we did the last time we beat Manchester United. I'm going to go 2-1 for Liverpool in this one. Um, and I think it's right. going to be nervy. It's going to be really tight. Um, and this is must win. If they lose... I'm not going to say I'm going to concede the title to City because there's still two and a half months left. <laughs> you can't. But, you guys had. You got. There's been plenty of ebbs and flows and right. You know, games in hand and stuff like that. You know, it could it could still turn even if you don't get the result you want here. But I, I feel like too, this game could get chippy if United start struggling or if it. it I feel like this is going to be. I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody from United get sent off. Speaking of which. How recently did Pogba get? Oh, that was that was in the Champions. That League. was in the Champions League. Yeah, he'll miss the next say, I was gonna. I was. I was trying to spin zone myself into Paul Pogba won't be out there, and then I, I had to back the car real quick. No yeah, such just, luck, Andrew. Yeah, well, two, I'm gonna. Two I'm gonna. I'm gonna save my prediction for uh, for when Javier and I record uh, tomorrow. But I'm leading draw right now. You know, which uh, I don't. I think that's the safe bet. Like if I was going to bet on the game, I would say it as a score draw one one. Like take it to your bookie. Call you know. Call your guy in the. UK, call your friends in Jersey, whatever you got to do. If you're going to bet the game, putting the nuts on the table. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would take a score draw. But that being said, I'm going to go 2 1 Liverpool. Thank you, Alex. And thank uh, you, man. We'll uh, jump jump back over to uh, mine and Javier's preview of the Liverpool Man United game. Thanks, Andrew. See you. And we're back, Alex and Javier, here to preview Man United and Liverpool. Right off the bat, Andrew just mentioned that he's got a 2-1 win for Liverpool at uh, Old Trafford. I've got a 1-1 draw, and Javier has a 2-2 draw. What what makes you think this is going to be so open, or do you think that it's just going to be 2-2? That's that's the style of uh, the two teams now. I mean, Liverpool, I guess, are now more defensive, um, but I think... Manchester United are just they're counterattacking and they want to score goals and I still see the holes I still see the gaps when 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 Arsenal played them in the FA Cup and you know even though they beat us three one Arsenal had a bunch of chances and especially in the first half I remember there's so many like so many so many times where our players were able to break through the lines and just didn't execute the correct pass or cross but if they had like 
we could have scored a ton of goals on them. And I've seen it in a bunch of other games playing like Manchester United, which is why I don't think they're going to make top four this season. I, wow. I I do think that they've been resurgent under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and, and I do like what I've seen from them. But I think that their schedule this season, and like they have so many hard games left to play, you know? I think they still have to play everyone left in the at, like in the top six. Yeah, um, they do, and a bunch of those games are away from home. So, I I don't know. I don't I don't have, but I think in this game they'll they're going to give Liverpool a fight, and and yeah, I've got two two. I don't. They've been super hard to to for Liverpool to win at, at Old Trafford in the past. So I don't I don't see this happening here, and I think the on form. These are both two teams that are on really good form, and yeah, I think it should be a really fun game. That's why I have two two. I think if what you say about uh, the two two draw comes true, and Liverpool score two goals at Old Trafford and don't win, that'll be a huge blow to their confidence because this is a team that has transitioned to like the more defensive approach in the league at least this season, and they're built to go in there and win two nil or two one, like Andrew suggested. But uh, obviously, having Van Dijk back will be hugely helpful for that they didn't have him for the the Bayern Munich home game and still and still got the clean sheet anyway uh so for that for them to be be basically full strength apart from uh Joe Gomez who's I think going to be out for another couple of weeks and uh if they do score twice I think it'll be a huge hit if they end up drawing that game uh and you know not being able to take advantage of that game in hand against uh, Manchester City that while Manchester City are playing in the Carabao Cup this weekend so uh I think it's going to be a draw too. Andrew mentioned on the uh, little segment we just uh, we just heard from him in, uh, saying that whatever PSG did to uh, to sort of slow down Pogba in the Champions League game, Liverpool need to do. And I don't know if Liverpool are really capable of doing it because uh, the the man of the match or the, one of the men of the match performance performers in that Champions League game was Marquinhos, who basically man marched Pogba out of the game. And Pogba was so frustrated that he ended up getting sent off late on with a with a terribly timed tackle on uh, Danny Alves. So uh, maybe Gino Wijnaldum's the man, or James Milner's the man to do that to Pogba. But Liverpool, I don't see them as the, t- the type of team to change their own game plan to such like an intense degree that they would be willing to take a man out of their own like offensive game plan in order to man mark Pogba. So I, I just see them sitting in like a very low defensive block, trying to keep the game tight. Maybe United can score first from a set piece or something like that, and Liverpool ended up opening up and uh, getting an equalizer late on. And if they if they get a draw in that manner, like a similar manner that they did at Stamford Bridge when they were trailing uh, up until like the last couple of minutes before Sturridge equalized for them, then they might be able to take like a little bit more momentum from that. But if they go there, score twice, and still end up drawing. That might be the end of their title challenge. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, once again, before we uh, do a little preview of the Carabao Cup final, uh, Andrew had 2-1 Liverpool. I have 1-1, and Javier has a 2-2 draw. So Chelsea will face Manchester City for the second time in two weeks, I believe. I think that's right. This Sunday in the Carabao Cup final, Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Uh, those other two games in the Premier League will be at 9.05 a.m. Andrew has been a real comedian why, here. Why do you think that's right, Alex? Is it just because, have you forgotten the 6 nothing? I've been or? doing my best. I've been doing my best to uh, men in He's black like, erase my brain. I don't remember if we played them another time in the last week, but it may have happened. 
possibly. Andrews decided to be a not comedian. Not to be confirmed or denied. Andrews decided to be a comedian, and uh, even though I didn't put in anything in our Google Doc uh, prompting uh, a request for score predictions, Andrews put 7-0 Man City anyway. So thanks for that one, Andrew. I hate you. <laughs> I never, I never he trampled thinks, on Liverpool this hard. They're gonna one up, one up their score in the Premier League. That's, I mean, that would be that's pretty mean. That's pretty that if they did that to you, you know that the literally sorry wouldn't have a press conference. They'd just be like, get out, get out, pack your bags and leave. If you lost seven nil, sorry would not have a press conference. He would just leave. He would pack his bags and go back to. All right, Mauricio, your Uber's be waiting. Like, be like, Carl, your Uber to Heathrow is Carl, waiting. Do you mind if I became your assistant, Carlo? <laughs> it's it's safe to say yeah, I'm not looking actually, forward to this, this one. Game, this game, this game. I'm not looking forward to it. Do you think you it. have a chance, Alex? Come on. A chance? Yeah, we always have a chance. We beat them. They just beat you six 0 Yeah, but How we beat them earlier this season. It's a cup final. Anything can happen. You know, they get they get a red card for some reason. I think in Carabao Cup, there's going to be VAR in play. So I don't know. Random red card gets one of their players sent off. We're playing with a man up for who's getting a red card. None of their players even get fucking yellow. Fernandinho. Fernandinho can get a, a red card. Aguero's gotten sent off playing against us before when he, like, absolutely just destroyed David Luiz's knee. No, no, he's just going to get another hat trick out. Maybe. <laughs> he played, I think he played the full game against Also, uh, I love uh, that Schalk. you made fun of me for Aguero getting a hat trick on Arsenal. You're like, ah, Arsenal's so shit. Aguero got a hat trick. And then, what happened? I don't think I made fun of you guys. I think it was the expected result. It was. <laughs> I mean. It was not the expected result. They got. Lucky I made fun of Shkordan Mustafi. Aguero's second goal was a uh, was. A I made fun ball. of Mustafi for the first one. You know that that's that's still yeah, where Mus- he's just was, leaving everyone on Man City onside. I mean, like, we can do the same Mustafi thing with David Luiz. Like, what can you even do? Right. Like, we don't have any other center backs. It's like right. it's as if like like it was like it was like Liverpool having to play Fabinho at center back. It's like they just didn't have anyone else. Yeah, they would have wanted it's to like play Lovren Van Dijk because Fabinho actually right right right. Fabinho's actually a good good footballer. Yeah, I don't even know what what the comparison is for that, uh, but it's like when you have to play. This is Mustafi's. It's like when you only have Sebastian Squillacci to play in a a game at Old Trafford in 2012, and you concede eight goals. Oh God, (laughs) that was Koscielny Squillacci. Yeah, not great. I'll never forget that. Uh, One of Koscielny's first games for the club. He, he grew that, from there. Squillacci, not so much. Garbage. <laughs> everyone thought he was so bad after that game. But, but look, okay, absolutely, Chelsea should not be. They, they should not have any sort of hope of winning this game. I'm, I'm just saying, crazier things have happened uh, than Chelsea winning a one-off cup final against a team better than them. We've seen that before. Uh, but obviously, the uh, the occasion suits Manchester City. They're still on for the quadruple. They're the holders of this uh, competition, won it last year. The big pitch at Wembley, they've already beaten us there this season when they beat us 2-0 in the Community Shields back before the season They're started. Winning They're this. winning this. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you never know. Pep might get uh, big for his britches after I that Champions like League. losing 6-0 to someone a week before is too much of a psychological thing to overcome. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, just you never know these players because these like, players, the, the Chelsea players, know this team is bipolar. That like on our day we can beat anyone, but most like of the, the time, the second we're not. the first City goal goes in, you know all the Chelsea players are going to like put their heads. Yeah, that's and start that's, looking that's at been each the other. issue every time we've Eden's gone down. going to start recently. dropping back and picking up the ball from midfield and like just being like I'm going to hero everything. And I mean, just you know the usual Chelsea, which literally that's what Alexis was doing for us last year, where. The whole team would go to shit. Alexis would try and hero ball, and he left eventually. Got sick of it, so. Yep. 
maybe what happening with Eden looking, looking increasingly I mean, I think, like it likely um, there has to be mentioned uh, bef- before this game that uh, we can't catch everyone up on all the rumors and news for Chelsea over the last week or so because frankly there's like four new headlines every single day uh, I mean we are absolutely we are we are making journalists like weak the last couple of weeks, we're we are providing them with so many leaks and storylines yeah, and little probably mini making stories. So much money off of the Chelsea headlines. People are just making like, shit up at this thing. point and saying like Zidane is gonna is being lined up to replace Sorry. Like, come on, like get out of here. But uh, the the news that seems to be kind of kind of echoed over the last couple of days, uh, dating back before the Manchester United uh, FA Cup result, was that uh, Maurizio Sarri had to win one of the uh, FA Cup game with United or the. Uh, Carabao Cup final with Manchester City or against Manchester City, uh, uh, otherwise he'd be fired. So Chelsea are already 0-1 in those two games and have a very difficult prospect ahead of them if it means uh, keeping sorry at the helm, which I've said plenty of times on this podcast and will maintain, Chelsea have dug themselves into a hole by repeatedly firing managers. The only way to get out of this hole is to finally put our faith in one of those managers. And I was saying this at the same time this time uh, last season. With Conte, like it's the players that are the issue. This squad needs a major overhaul. Why not leave it in the capable hands of two very good managers? I don't want to debate which one's like better or who Chelsea would have been better off under, because frankly, that's kind of that that kind of brings the conversation okay, down. Okay, but come on. Just hold on, Conte hold on one sec, hold on one sec, season. hold on one sec, Javier. I agree. I'm saying it, it would have been better if we just kept Conte and sold a bunch of the players who had disagreements. Most with definitely, it. Yes. I, I agree it with that. Been better to keep Conte. Um, but I've been of the mindset that I love Maurizio Sarri's Napoli. I loved watching them. If if that's like if that's if that's going to be the next thing, then commit to it. If we're going to commit to playing a certain way and changing the style, it's not going to happen in six months. It's not going to happen in a year even. It may even take two years to get Sarri's Chelsea looking anything like Sarri's Napoli on a consistent basis in the league. So. We're here already. There's no point just wasting six months of work and starting all over again with a manager who will likely see the same results, no matter who it is. There may be a boost at first, but eventually we know. We've been here before. It will all go downhill, and everyone will blame the manager again. So a stand has to be taken sometime, and I really hope that Abramovich and Marina Granovskaya decide to make that stand. Um, That's just all I want to say about Chelsea before... Sorry, probably get sacked next time we talk. So if he's gone, then uh, Arrivederci, Maurizio. It was uh, it, it was fun. Is Arrivederci goodbye? I can't. I, I don't really know Italian. Yeah. yeah. Ciao. 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 Ciao, Ciao. Maurizio. Ciao. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the seasono. <laughs> All right, Javier. Anything else to uh, mention before we wrap up? Just that if you guys lose this by spanking again. He does deserve to be. Sacked. What's a spanking? Three nil. Three nil. Okay. I mean, that like, could you happen. can't lose a cup final. 3-0. What if we lose four two? Actually, we lost three nil to them, didn't we? Yeah, you did. Final. Wenger. Yeah. But Wenger got sacked. He got sacked. Yeah, <laughs> but that Mustafi trash defending on Aguero for the first one. <laughs> we remember the ball that went over the top from Ederson. Mustafi started screaming about being pushed. Oh, the offside. That was, oh my gosh. You just reminded me I'm having flashbacks. You're welcome, Javier. You're welcome. 
You're, you're really good yeah. at that, or recalling like goals that happen like that. What can I say? It's a gift. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and a curse. And a curse. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Uh, but before we wrap up, uh, I'll run through the score prediction table that we have going. Andrew's in first with 13 points. Javier and I are right behind him on 12. Uh, so we'll see how the results play out this weekend. Thanks, Javier. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for jumping on with me late last night. Uh, to record that little mini segment. Make sure to follow us on social media uh, at Andrew Passaro, at ASMoss92, uh, at JavierRev9 for all of our uh, Instagrams and or Twitter accounts. At GhostGoldPod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, make sure to go to the iTunes page for the podcast and like, rate, review, comment, do all of it. It helps with our visibility and helps new, new, new listeners find the pod. So uh, we all want that. And until next time, foil!